Hey, what's up? Thank you guys for joining us on another Thursday and another episode of the From the Heart podcast. I, as always, am Nadia Rivers, and I'm joined by my husband, William Rivers. Yes, and today, um, for those of you that have been avidly following us and listening every week, I know last week um, I said that this week's topic was going to be about self-love, and we were going to have a guest, our best friend of of many, many years, Tashandra Jeffers, Um, but due to unforeseen circumstances, um, she couldn't join us this week. Um, you know, just our schedules went mesh just between us being busy and she being busy because we all have lives outside, the of this, outside of this podcast and the weather. Um, so due to unforeseen circumstances, she couldn't join us. Um, but we are going to save the topic for her. So look out for that in the near future. Um, it's going to be the self-love topic featuring Tashandra Jeffers, and it should be very, very interesting because I've talked to her about this topic before, and um, she does have a unique insight. So I can't wait to record that and share that with you guys. But moving forward, today, today is Thursday. You guys know we try to record, try to post every Thursday. So in the habit, in the routine of what we've been doing. Um, and it seems to work out pretty well. Um, today is Thursday, so here we are. Today's topic is going to be um, the ability to adapt to change within your relationship. The ability to adapt to change in your relationship. That is some some serious to cope with and deal with and it takes patience time effort to um to be open to change like when me and Nadia first started dating I was a hard worker I worked all the time actually I worked two jobs and as time went along my health started deteriorating I started having major health issues that eventually stopped me from working. So the adapt the adapting of her to those changes was crucial for our relationship to stand. And I must say, she has been a soldier and a trooper and she stood by me one hundred percent of the way. She haven't left me or given up on me because we know and then God has a plan for us. And we keep God in the midst of everything we go through. But for her to adapt to those changes, I'm forever grateful for her. Well, when you talk about adapting to change in a relationship, you know, we all have our ideas of what we want our relationship to be. Um, We all grow up with a vision of the man or the woman that we want to marry. You know, some people even give themselves time frames as far as I want to be married by this age or I want to have kids by this age or I want to work have a job that I want I like and be ready to retire by this age or I want to live in this type of house in this city in this you know we all make plans it's natural like it's human nature 
I think, to make plans. But just like we make plans, we also have to be um, ready and willing to make a plan B and sometimes a plan C, D, E, and so forth and so on. Um, Because we have to realize that stuff isn't always going to go our way. That, you know, life is going to throw us curveball after curveball after curveball. And it's the same in our relationship. When you're in a relationship with somebody, either you're going to be with this person or you're not going to be with them. And you have to get it in your head and decide ahead of time that, hey, I'm going to accept these curveballs. I'm going to work with him or her. I'm going to be with him or her. So no matter what we go through, we're going to work it out and we're going to deal with it together. Because likewise, I mean, you sit there um, and you talk about how I adapted to your health changes and your um, um, losing of work or, you know, whatever. But you have to realize, like, you adapted to my health changes first because in 2014 um i started getting sick out of nowhere um it had gotten to the point where i had almost lost like all function of my muscles of my joints um i didn't know what was going on with me to the point where i couldn't walk i couldn't feed myself i couldn't like do none of the stuff that i was used to doing every day and that affected me in a major way because I was an independent person and I really I never had to depend on anybody else for anything especially when it came to like my basic needs for life like I didn't I didn't need anybody well I'm just gonna make a just quick correction that um actually started in 2012 okay well I mean 2012 I feel like that was like one of the, the, the most um, trivial years in our relationship because like I say, I had got so dependent and um, he was sitting there watching me just go further and further down and the doctors were running tests. They were trying this medication or this shot or this whatever and nothing really seemed to be helping and it had even gotten to the point where I told my husband, well my boyfriend at the time that he you know should go leave me and go find somebody healthier than me because he didn't deserve to sit there and have to go through the changes that I was putting him through um because like I said it was pretty much like he, instead of a girlfriend he had a patient he was having to see to me making sure I bathed making sure I ate making sure I took my medicine and a lot of people don't realize, you know, that's that's a full-time job. That's a full-time job in itself. When you become when you become a caregiver for somebody else, regardless of who that person may be to you relationship-wise, that is a full-time job. So if you're listening to our podcast right now and you're a caregiver for somebody else, please know that from the bottom of my heart, I commend you for what you do because I know it's a full-time job anyway back to the topic at hand and we were going through all of these changes and I like I said I literally begged my boyfriend to leave me to go home to move out and just let me deal with what I was dealing with 
myself. Do you remember me having these conversations with you? I was sick as hell. Didn't know what was going on with me. But yet, I was having these conversations with you. And I say these conversations because it happened more than once. Like, I was telling you this. I've told you this numerous times. And I'm asking, do you remember? Because I want to know, do you remember what your response was? I want you to share this response with our listeners. Yes, I remember. Um, you used to tell me that, like I said, you did multiple occasions. Tell me to go home. I don't deserve to go through that. But I didn't feel the need to go home because, like I told you then, and it stands true to this day, if I can't be with you when you're down and going through your trials and tribulations, I don't deserve to be with you while you're up. So we grew, we grew together and still growing together. Now, I remember, I'm going to tell you this story of one of my worst experiences. This was after we got married. And you do you remember that morning I woke up and I couldn't see anything? Yeah. I was scared to death because I, I didn't have no vision for about, about 10 minutes, didn't it? Let me, okay, let me tell the story because you, you, you bite on stuff. And if you're going to talk about it, we, we're going to talk about it. Um, We woke up one morning, and it was just a regular, you know, what we thought was a regular morning. You know, nothing crazy had happened. Did go to work? Nothing. Nothing was out of the ordinary. We just woke up, and um, he says, babe, I can't see. And me being me and dealing with him... Like, a lot of people who know us personally know my husband likes to joke. He likes to play. He likes to have fun. He's just that type of person. So, when he says to me, babe, I can't see, I'm like, what you mean you can't see? Open your eyes up. Go wash your face. And he was like, no, no, no. Like, I I literally cannot see you. So, I'm like, well, what the hell? You, You saw me last night? You know, and he was like, I don't know. And at this point, like, the, I wish I, I had the words to describe it. But at the at this point, the look on his face is so fearful and so distraught because he literally could not see me. The only his eyes were wide open, and the only thing that he told me at the time he could see was just blackness. He couldn't see where I was in the room. He could he couldn't see anything. Anyway, to make a long story short, um, me being me, I was like, oh, all right, well, we're going to the emergency room. Cause I'm keen for that. If you don't know what's going on or you know something bothering you, go go get a check. Cause I, I know, you know, little home remedies that my grandma taught me or my mom taught me or whatever. But I didn't have a home remedy for not being able to see. Right. Like that that was just beyond me. So I was like, we're going to the emergency room. So I took him to the emergency room and uh, come to find out his diabetes had affected the blood vessels behind his eye. Let me take a moment to say, if you're listening to this and you're diabetic or you know someone that is diabetic coming from us, please, please, please take care of your diabetes. Take care of that situation because when diabetes starts affecting other stuff, and it will, it's too late, you know. Well, it's never too late, but just just take care of yourself. Keep under control if you can. Do take care you of can. yourself. 
And so, um, his diabetes had affected the blood vessels behind his eye. And he had lost sight. He had lost sight in that eye. And even now, I think what you may have a little bit of sight, but nothing clear to what it was. Nothing, you know. Right. And I'm completely blind in my right eye. So. And I can remember, you know, him. Like I caught him crying one day, and he was like, "I just don't want to not be able to see you." Or I don't want to forget what you look like. And, you know, hearing somebody say something to you like that is the saddest thing ever. But I know, um, you know, we've been telling a lot of experiences and stories and stuff like that. But this topic of change is really, really, I guess it's really personal to us. Because we have been through changes with health. My health, your health, your vision. And I think from day one... We went into it with the attitude that we were going to be together and we were going to face the challenges head on together. That is the appropriate attitude to have. That is the attitude that you have to have because neither one of us planned on um, getting sick. And I, I don't think I ever finished my story, but I was diagnosed with lupus. Um... And nobody ever plans to have lupus. Nobody ever plans to have diabetes or wants to have diabetes. And I'm pretty sure you never wanted to lose a sight in your eye. And I know for a fact, you know, just from watching you um, as my man and seeing you work, like you said, when I first met you, you were working two jobs at a time. And then you were coming home, making time to hang out with me, go out with me. So I know... You know, you never wanted to not be working or not be contributing. So nobody, you never asked for the changes. But when they happen, I think that's that moment when you have to make up in your mind. Like, hey, we're going to be together and we're going to deal with this and we're going to be okay. Or we're not. You know. Right. You're in it or you're not in it. Ain't Ain't no halfway. No. Um, just to change get off the health situation cause that's the major change that you have to deal with in relationships it's, it's health and things like that but another change you have to deal with recently and this is a big change that I've dealt to going, being without a vehicle having to de- depend on other people to take care of your basic and major needs that you have going on that's the thing, a big change you have to adapt to. I mean, I know with God on our side, we're going to get through this, but we're still slowly adapting because we always had a vehicle. I think your wife's problem is like when, if you sit down and you think about me and you can describe me, I'm sure one of the words that come to mind is independence because I love my independence. I love being able to do things on my own not having to ask when I feel like I'm asking I feel like I'm begging and I don't I don't want to be begging or worrying people to come take me to the store or you know hey we need this can can you come take us here can you bring us this it's just and I'm so used to us being at a point where when we wanted to go hop in our car we could go you know it was days where we'll be we'll wake up and be like hey 
I don't feel like cooking today. Let's let's just go pick something up. And we went and we got in our car and we went. And I think at that moment in time in life, we started to take a lot of things for granted because it was second nature to us to walk out of our house and just go do whatever we wanted to do or go wherever we wanted to go, you know. And now, you know, the situation has changed and we're at a point where we have to depend on a lot more people. And, I, and I, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. Behind every lesson, there is a blessing. And we'll be blessed behind this. And I feel like, you know, it's a lesson because your wife is the type of person where I feel like I don't need people. I don't need people. I just, I can do it all by myself. I am superwoman. I don't need people. And that's a major lesson learned within itself. Not just to you, but everyone else listening. When you have changes in your life, you got to know when to ask for help. You got to acknowledge when you may need help. And that's the hardest thing to do when you're so used to doing things yourself and you're this independent person. Well, I've come to the realization that everybody needs somebody. Everybody needs somebody. We're all put here on this earth to help each other, to be there for one another. And especially, you know, when it comes to family members and, you know, people who genuinely care about you and genuinely want to be there for you. Yeah, and that's the thing about just just acknowledging and knowing when you need that help because a lot of times you can sit around with so much anger and hate built up for a certain situation that it consumes you and you start lashing out at people at your loved ones, people that love you, that are around you, that you know will help that to drop over dime. Or you may be more like myself. See, when I get angry or when I deal with a certain situation or when I'm consumed with emotions, I don't lash out, but I, I close up. I close up. I won't reach out. Like, I won't talk to you. Or I won't ask for help. You know, me and my dad are going through this situation now. And um, after the death of, and passing of my mom, you know, I was really, really consumed with a lot of different emotions. And I'll talk more about that on the grief episode. But for now, I will just say I was consumed with a lot of different emotions. I was angry. I was sad. I was, um, I felt guilt after my mom passed. Um, just, just a bunch of stuff. So now here it is, you know, we're trying to pick up life and move on. And my dad is trying to be as helpful as possible, but I won't reach out to him. I won't reach out to anybody. Like I, I would rather suffer in peace than reach out to somebody and say, Hey, I need help. I can't do this. I don't know what to do. I'm lost. I need help. And that's one of my flaws that I'm working on as well. So. And a lot of times that's not, you know, most people call it pride or being prideful, but I don't think most times with you, it's not being prideful. It's just, you don't know how to, or you don't know how to reach out and ask for help. Especially when, you, when people know your situation, they're not willing to help you. When you feel that, you shouldn't have to ask when people know what's going on in your life. But it's not even that. It's just the simple fact of 
I come from a place in my life where I've been able to do it on my own. I've been able to figure stuff out on my own. And I've been fine on my own. So now it's kind of like, well, you're, you can't do it on your own no more, girl. What you finna do? <laughs> you right. know, what right. are you going to do? So then it's kind of like, dang, I ain't, I've never had to ask anybody or I've never been without a car. So I've never had to really depend on somebody else to take me here and there. Or I've never had to figure out how to go, how to get my groceries delivered to my house or how you get to a doctor's appointment or whatever, whatever it may be. Yeah. But anyway, we, we steering a little bit off topic, but I mean, that's a change. Exactly. That's a change that we've had to deal with. But I feel like when it comes to change, I feel like even when, when you, when you first start a relationship, I feel like you should go into it with an open mind first and foremost. And the realization that things are not going to always go your way. Because yes, when I started this relationship, I had a blueprint of what I wanted this relationship to be. I had a blueprint of, you know, I wanted both of us to be working. I wanted us to, you know, have a savings. I wanted us to um, be able to travel the world before we had kids. I wanted us to do this, that, and the other. You know, I I graduated high school in 2007. My plan was to at least have an associate's degree by now. You know, that that was one of my plans. Uh, My plan was to, to get married and shortly after we get married, start building a family of our own by now. You know, that was, you know, for yourself, like that was a big plan of mine. I love kids. And I want kids of my own. And that's not happening for us right away. Not saying it won't ever happen, but it's not happening in the time frame that we want it to, or I want it to happen in. I say I, because my husband is always so patient, and he tells me, you know what? When it's meant to happen, it'll happen. And I'm just like, no, I want it. Now, I have this thing. I have a microwave patience, I think. And that's something else, too. Um, being in a relationship will definitely help you build patience. If you don't have any right now, you will have some by the time it's all over. And please remember that when you go into a relationship, that's a major change within itself because it's no longer just you, your family, but you got another whole person that you're taking on responsibility for that you're, you're saying, hey, I'm here for you. I got your back. So that's a change within itself. You got to start making changes within yourself to adapt to this person that you're with. Absolutely. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Like, what changes do you think um, should be made within self before you try to become a contributing factor in this relationship? Like, what should our listeners dive deep within themselves and change? If anything... The main thing is the selfishness. And when you're single, you don't do it purposefully, but you're looking out for yourself. You don't have nobody else to look out for or take responsibility for. So you have to make that personal change that, hey, it's not my stuff or I got to get me something or buy me something. Now you're looking out for another person as well. You got to be thoughtful and considerate. Hey, I'm, I'm out in the store. 
just him up doing a little, a little grocery shopping or whatever. I'm, I know I like what I like, but when you're in a relationship with another person in the mix, you got to think about what, what y'all would like. You got to think about, hmm, not even make like this right here. I know both of us like this. It ain't no more of, I like this, I'm going to get this. So, that's just one taking self out of the equation. It, well, I don't think, I'm sorry for interrupting, but I don't think it is, you have to take self completely out of the equation because it's like us, for example, you know, for a fact that I like eating a lot of different stuff that you might not like to eat. And at first, you know, I was doing grocery shopping and I was trying to, to conform to just, you know, what I know you like and what I know you don't like. And you would tell me stuff like, hey, you know, if you, if you want squash, cook squash. I don't have to eat it, you know, but cook you some. You can still have it. Or if you like, you, you know, little stuff like that. But I do think, me personally, once again, coming from the atmosphere that I came from, you know, it was always me and my mom. Later in life, my grandmother moved in, and it was just us three. You know, I had two older brothers, but they lived with their mom. And, you know, so I was pretty much the only child for the longest of time. And I was really, really spoiled. I was spoiled by my mom. I was spoiled by my dad. I, I was just spoiled, period. And I like I like to have my way. I, I, admit it, I admit it live on my podcast. I was spoiled, and I like to have my way. And it had been issues when you met to spoil me. Yeah, you know, stuff would happen, or we would be in a situation, and I would I would be quick to say, "No, we're not doing it. This is what we're gonna do because this is what I want." I remember, but then it comes a time when you have to say, "Well, it's not so much as what I want or what would make me happy, but instead, what works for my relationship." And it's a way of doing that without, like you say, without completely taking yourself out of it. We can do, sometimes we can do things you like to do. Or sometimes we can do things I like to do. The word you're searching for is a balance. There has to be a balance. And compromise. Oh, compromise. I like that word. That's what it is, compromise. Because, like you said, like we used to both are saying, it's not just about you or me no more. It's about us. Right. So we got to find that equal or that middle place where we can all both meet and be happy and make each other happy. Right. And I know this might be slightly off topic, but I just heard you say the word equal. And I love that because I feel like when you're in a relationship, whether you're dating or whether you're married or whatever title you may be wearing right now, I feel like there has to be equality. You and your partner are on the same plane. No one is above anybody. Or nobody is more than the next, the other person. You know, like, you have to find that equality. Because one thing I can say about my relationship that really changed me, because that happens too. When you get in a relationship, it'll change you. You'll learn things. You'll grow. You're supposed to. Right. Like, that's the purpose of being in a relationship. And I met a husband, luckily, um, and I'm not gonna say luck because it wasn't luck. I feel like it was God's 
we were created and that was the divine intervention for us to be created for one another but my husband treats me like a queen he calls me his queen he respects me as his queen um i've never been cursed at or disrespected or hit or abused or nothing and i thank god daily for that because i see different stuff in the relationships around us and it's like oh i can't i can't i can't talk to you about that i can't comment on that because i ain't never been through that right you know i can't sit there and talk to you about being in an abusive relationship whether it's physical or mental because i've never been through that with you you know my husband don't do that my husband don't call me bees and the b word and you know no and I'm not going to because I respect you. And I think another thing that I hear people say is that um, I got a good woman behind me. Right. I don't agree with that. Why? If she's behind you, that's not a good match. I tell my wife, I got a good woman beside me because we're equal. We help each other through changes. We, we grow together. Because if she's beside me, She's right there. I'm putting her up there with me, not behind me. Oh, absolutely. Um, But I think one of the major changes that really, really, really affects relationships, especially in this day and age, is money and financial problems. I agree. You know, and I can really sit there. We've had our share of financial problems because... You know, and I hope he doesn't mind me mentioning, but, well, you already brought it up, but just to expand a little bit on what you were saying earlier, you know, when you, well, excuse me, when I got sick and had to quit working, you know, I was blessed to be able to file this bill that was, you know, that was all fine and well. And then when you got sick and lost your vision and couldn't work, I supported the relationship for a long time. You did? did. While you were able to concentrate on getting your disability figured out, getting your means of income figured out, and now we're at a place where we can support each other. It's more helpful. It's more, you know, because I remember a point in time where all of my, my check completely went to bills. There was no hanging out. There was no eating out. There, you know, it was it was no luxury behind it. Mm-hmm. And we struggled for a little bit. But once again, I had made up in my mind, like, hey, you know, my husband is going through this change physically, so I'm going to be there to support him. And I really firmly believe that that change was easier for you because of me. Right, and you remember... um during that time of me not having no income that I wanted to go home. Yeah. But I, I feel you deserve so much more. Mm-hmm. But we came to we came to realization and the agreement in terms that I told you, babe, you sticking with me now. So when I do get my income started or flowing again, we're gonna come up together. And that's exactly what we're doing. We're doing this together. Absolutely. And my husband, bless his heart, now he'll give me anything I want. (laughs) But 
know, I, it just go. We keep saying the same statement over and over and over. But I think the key to adapting to all of these changes is your attitude. If you go into it with a nasty attitude and you let these changes overcome you, and I'm talking about changes that affect the relationship, health changes, um, uh, financial changes, if you let them affect your relationship, that's on you. You have to go into it with the mindset that it's not going to, you know what, this might break us down, but it's not going to break us up. Right. I'm sorry. Let, let me lean a little closer to the microphone. I, I don't know if y'all can hear that, but the changes that affect your relationship, they may break you down, but do not let them break you up. That That is the attitude you have to go into it with. My husband and I have been through some stuff. We have seen enough changes that we probably should have been broke up by now. But like I say, both of us had the attitude where we were going to be there for each other 100%. We were going to support each other 100%. And I will say, you know, when I got when I first got diagnosed with lupus, having my husband there and him having the attitude that he was going to help me and support me, help me through until the doctors could figure out what was wrong with me and what medication worked for me. You know what I mean? Because you, you remember. Yeah, and you know, that shows that God don't make no mistakes. He knows your weaknesses or he knows what weakness you're going to have in the future. So he prepare you to be the person that can strengthen your weaknesses. Like you said, when, when you went, when you was going through your situation, you know, I was, I was a big, strong person. So I could help lift on you and get you to places that you need to be. But when I lost my vision, you was there for me to help me see things that I couldn't see. So we complimented each other. Our changes made us stronger for each other. Mm-hmm. But to switch gears, just a tad bit. Just a tad bit, because we still going to talk about change. But instead of talking about the outside changes that affect your relationship, I want to talk about the inside changes that need to be made to affect your relationship. You know, because I know I sit back and I look at a lot of different things and um, even like, you know, celebrity relationships. And I see a lot of different people that do a lot of different things. And these things put a strain on their relationship. And a lot of it, you know, we sit back and we talk about, oh my God, that is so simple. If you see that it's bothering the person that you're with, stop doing it. Right. Or, you know, whatever. And I want to talk about that. Because a lot of the times people don't even realize that little things that you're doing or the way you carry yourself or the way you treat the person that you're with is putting a strain on your relationship. I agree. So I, I want to talk about that because believe it or not, this might be the podcast that somebody listens to and realize like, hey, there she he's right. She's right. I need to make this change in order to save my relationship. And I think um, some of the things we can touch on is like giving your partner the time she deserves with you. So 
you you're in your relationship. You you think you think y'all doing good and everything's fine, but saying that you're not putting the time in your home that you need to. So to keep your wife from going out cheating or finding somebody else to give her that time that she needs and feels she deserves. Talk to her. Well, she should talk, come talk to you and let you know, hey, you're not home enough. You're not around the house enough. You're not spending time with me enough. And yeah, I mean, that goes like to an example that I can remember in our relationship because I had to talk to you even after we got married. I told you, I said, hey, I feel like you're really comfortable. I feel like you don't date me enough. I feel like since we've gotten married, you don't date me. And what I mean by that is, yeah, we're married. You know, we're husband and wife. But yet at the same time, I still want some of your time. I still want to be able to have fun, to go out, to get dolled up, go to a nice dinner or, you know, whatever. It's even if even regardless of going out, you know, I even like doing things around the house. Me and my husband will sit here and we'll play cards together. We'll play our weeds together. Now we record this podcast together. So that is an outlet of us spending time together. And we got a monopoly game. I mean, we do all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Right. But the fact that the matter is, when I came to you and told you, hey, I desire more time from you. Because you know, you know, in this day and age, screens are really popular. Technology is popular. We'll be so consumed with watching TV or playing on our phones or I'm on the computer or on my tablet. And the more time we spend with these devices equals less time for us to spend together. And you got no wind to make that change. That, Absolutely. That phone game or that TV show is not worth me losing what we done built together. So changing is inevitable. You got to make it. You got to make those changes to um, not just for you, but for your relationship. If that would you truly desire. I feel like people or I mean, not, I, I won't point the finger at guys or females, but just people in a relationship, period, should be willing to make sacrifices. You should be willing to put down your phone to spend extra time with me. Or I should be willing to quit cursing at you because it hurts your feelings. Or I should be willing to stop smoking, you know, if if smoking affects the person that I'm with. Right. Or not even just stop smoking. But, you know, one thing for, you know, an example that I found that I thought was, you know, really, really great. And I hope. You know, I, I don't feel they mind me mentioning it, but you know, when it comes to my dad and my stepmom, she doesn't like the smell of smoke. So she asked my dad to smoke outside. Mm-hmm. And you know, whenever we go around, like he he does it. Like he goes on the porch, he sits in his rocket chair on the porch, and that's where he has his cigarette because he knows that his wife doesn't like the smell of smoke and she doesn't like the smell of smoke in the curtains and in the couch and in everything else. Right. But he respects her enough to say, okay, if this will make you happy, I'll go out on the porch and have my cigarette. You know? Mm-hmm. And it just comes it comes down to 
being willing to make sacrifices. And I think the common thread between you making a change in yourself and the outside changes that, that can come and affect your relationship is being willing to say, we're going to make this work. I'm going to do whatever it takes to make this work. And th- a good thing about change is that it strengthens you. Ooh, absolutely. I agree. You know, it makes you a better person in the long run. It helps you find things out about yourself that you didn't know you was capable of doing or capable of going through or able to handle. So let me ask you this, you know, a question for our listeners that may be going through a similar situation. Um, Because a lot of changes people make are, you know, as far as like, I wanted to go back to school or they choose to go back to school but yet you have a boyfriend or a wife or whatever. So did it affect you? Like I'm still in school now, getting ready to graduate. Yay, yay me. Yay. Yay. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, you know, do you think that making changes to better yourself as far as going back to school or pursuing a new job or you know, are those changes that should affect the relationship? I mean, I know they do, but how do you handle, you, like, even you, how did you handle when I made the decision to pursue my education and to keep pursuing my education? Because this has been a long time coming. But how did you handle that as my spouse? Like, how did that change affect you? It didn't change or affect me because of some fact of, I support you. I support your dreams. I support what you want to do. So if, especially if it's something positive that's going to make you a better person or add on to add on to your greatness, I'm all for it. Did you say add on to my greatness? Yes. <laughs> I'm great. You're awesome. You are great. Aww. So I'm all for that. Cool. I mean, that should be your ultimate goal anyway, to better yourself in some shape, form, or fashion. Cause you get content or complacent, and you just and you just satisfied with what you got going on. How can you grow or get to the next level? So change should be a constant part of the process. Exactly, it has to be. Hmm. So what do you think about like physical changes? Because I've I've heard. You know, a few things around the way about uh, a woman choosing to cut her hair off or somebody gain a little bit of weight or, you know, just your wife choosing to lock her hair. You know, I tell you all the time, I love you for you. Yeah. Whether you're bald-headed, whether you got long dreads or no dreads or a napping fro or just a fro period or however you want to be. Whatever change you make, Make sure you're doing it for yourself, not for nobody else. I mean, those kind of changes, those physical changes you want to do to yourself. Don't do it out of low self-esteem or somebody pressuring you. Hey, you too big. You need to lose some weight. No, that's not a reason to do it because you're miserable. But if you do it because you've got a health situation or it's just some changes you want to make for yourself as in a, as a to get yourself to another place where you want to be 
a happier you, go for it. Right. I support you. I tell y'all that if you're gonna do something, do it for you. Especially things that's gonna affect you personally. Right. And I'm not trying to discourage you or belittle you or down talk on you. Cause like I said, I'm happy with you just like you is. But you're not happy with if you are not happy with yourself, you need to make some changes. Right. And I think that really ties into our self-love episode as well. Because like you say, if you're not happy with you, then you need to make some changes. Because you should be able to look in the mirror and fall in love with the person that's looking back with you every single time. And that happens. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. But that should happen before you try to give love to anybody else. That's all I'm going to say. And we're going to save the rest of that for the next episode. But, like you said, if you're not happy with you, like, that's a major change that needs to take place before you can fall in love with anybody else. I agree. I agree. Um, I'm sorry. I mean, so, my, my closing statement for this week would be... Um, my statement would be change is inevitable. Change is good, some change is bad. But if you got you gotta know between you and your partner, you all have to weed out the bad things and focus on the good things that makes you all stronger and love each other more and build each other up. So don't be scared of change. Or don't be scared of changes that happen in your life. Because most times they're unexpected and some are expected because you have to you just know it's just something you got to do. So make that change. Make a difference. Well, when it comes to change, and a lot of people view change as a scary thing or as a scary situation. And I can speak firsthand from our health changes, our financial changes, all of the changes that we've gone through in our relationship. Yes, when we were going through them, it seemed like a dark situation. We may have been emotional, we may have been sad, but we chose to stick by each other. We chose to support each other 100%. We chose to love each other. And in the end, we became much, much stronger individually, and we became a stronger couple together like that's one thing I can definitely say through all the changes we have become stronger I can look at my husband and absolutely tell you he is a stronger man because of everything he's been through and I am a stronger woman because of everything that I have been through and that's referring to the changes that affect your relationship when it comes to the changes you need to make I'm not saying completely lose yourself. I'm not saying transform into a totally different human being. That's not what I'm saying. I'm simply saying if you have these little quirks or these little habits or just little things about yourself, little things you can do to change, to make your partner happy, to make the relationship a happier and healthier environment for both of you guys you should do it full speed ahead full speed ahead for example for example you know my husband used to tell me he didn't like the way I talk even though sometimes 
I wasn't really fussing at him or, you know, talking bad to him. But he just didn't like the way I talked. He didn't like the way I approached him sometimes. Rough and tough and loud and ghetto and crank, you know, just finger rolling and neck rolling. He, he didn't choice like words that. You used. The choice of words I used. He didn't like that. So I'm working diligently even now to change that. You know, I went to my husband and told him I didn't like the amount of time he spent playing his phone game and I felt like it was interfering in my time. And he works hard to change that. He works hard to make sure he gives me the quality of time that I need to feel appreciated, to feel like his wife. And in turn, when I feel appreciated, then I go the extra mile for him. Yes, yes. You know, I make sure that the house is taken care of, that he has a clean house, he has food in his belly, he has clean clothes to put on. You know, once he goes that extra mile and I see changes being made to make me happy, then what I, I do, what I need to do to make him happy is always give and take in a relationship. Never be afraid to give, never be afraid to ask. If something is bothering you and you need a change, never be afraid to say, hey, William, I don't like XYZ. Can we work on changing XYZ? Can we work on bettering ourselves? Because I promise you, I absolutely promise you, when you guys go through these situations together, not saying you're not going to come out with any bumps or bruises or knots along the way, but you're stronger and you know how to handle these situations in the future. And you guys are closer, you're more in love, you're happier, and your relationship is a better place. And one other thing about changes, um, while making these changes in your life, in your relationships, don't lose yourself in your changes. Make changes that's going to benefit you and help you grow as a person as well as your spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend, whoever it may be. You got to make changes for yourself. You got to make it personal sometimes. It's not all about making somebody else happy and you're not happy. So when you're making those kind of changes, that can get a little tricky because you lose yourself in that. And that's something you don't want to do. No, see, I, I stated before, you know, when it comes to making changes, not to absolutely change yourself, not to, not to lose who you are and it's not so much as changing who you are but maybe just changing what you do or, how you or do changing it. how you do it or changing what you say or how you say it changing those kind of changes you know right those kind of changes because a lot of times I have to tell you you know I know you know what you said you didn't mean any harm by it but how you said it can be misinterpreted yes I, I, so, you know, that's something that you and I had talked about before. Not even with me, just, you know, communicating with other people in general. And I would tell you, like, hey, you know, you came across a little wrong. And you're like, oh, I didn't mean any. I meant, yeah, I know you meant well, but how you said it, it came across wrong. 
So that's something that he works on. And I, it's okay to change. Do you remember when, we're, when we worked at Afni together? You know, I, I just, um, I used to be a good salesman. But our team leader, our supervisor, came and told us, she said, Nadia, we didn't need to put some sugar on it. He doing his job. But he come across so hard and okay. he come across as mean. So, but she she wanted me to continue to sell, but just change my approach a little bit. Yeah, I, I remember. Um, but I guess in my closing, I, I, I'll leave you, if I don't leave you guys with anything else this episode, let me say this. Uh, things are not going to absolutely happen when you want them and how you want them. And it's okay. It's okay. I would say never give up because a dream of mine has been graduate has been to graduate from college, and here I am, 30, and about to realize that for the first time in my life. You know, never give up. Never put your dreams on the back burner. But it's okay if it takes a little bit more time. It's okay if you strike out the first swing. It's okay if you don't get it right. You're not going to get it right every single time. It's going to take time. It's going to take trials. Think about it this way. Think about it this way. We all know basketball great Michael Jordan. We all know he was known for, you know, he was one of the best basketball players in his era. And no, I don't want to start an argument. All my people who are not Michael Jordan fans, whatever. But for this for this example, I'm using Michael Jordan. Now I'm pretty sure when Michael Jordan first started playing, he wasn't shooting every single basket. No, he actually not cut. I, I, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of he it. He didn't make the team. He had to go and train. I'm sure of it. He didn't, he didn't make the team. And likewise, I say that to say, if the first time you try, even at relationships, and this is so general, use this with every aspect of your life. If it's something positive and worth having, if you shoot the first time and you miss, pick the ball up and keep practicing. Keep shooting. Because I guarantee you, if you keep trying, if you keep shooting that ball, you're going to make it. And then when you make it, you know how you made it. So you know how to keep making it. Does that make any sense, ladies and gentlemen? It makes perfect sense to me. Never give up. If it's worth having, hold on to it. And never give up. Same thing in your relationship. If the relationship is worth having, hold on to it. It's not always going to be easy. There's going to be some hard times. There's going to be some changes. There's going to be some moments where you feel like you cannot handle it and you simply want to throw in the towel. Coming from somebody who's been through these moments, who's lived through these moments, and can tell you all about them, do not give up because the end result is well worth it. As always, it has been a pleasure recording this podcast for you guys today. Reach out to us always at our Facebook page, From the Heart Podcast on Facebook. Our email address is fthpodcast2020 
again, FTH Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. And we look forward to reading your emails, your comments, your questions, um, suggestion topics, if you may even have them. But we look forward to hearing from you guys. Thank you to everybody who supported us from the introductory episode all the way up until now. Yes, keep listening. We appreciate you guys. Please keep listening. We appreciate you. We love you. We love doing this. Like every Thursday, it's excitement for us to sit down and talk to you guys. Like we love, we love doing this. So share, share, share. Share, share, share. (laughs) Tell a friend to tell a friend because the only goal we have in this is to touch somebody's life and to change somebody's relationship to make it better. Because we everything that we talk about, we have been through. We have been through and we made it through. And I mean, even we go through it on a daily basis, but we made it through and we want to help you make it through as well. Amen. So please continue listening. We'll be back next Thursday with a new episode. As always, we love you guys, and it's from our heart to yours. <laughs>